Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Just a short Saturday episode. I'm actually at the show today, Kyle's big Waters Creek, Plano slash Allen suburb of Dallas show. Four or five hundred dealers, tables. It's huge. I get asked a lot of times, are <laughs> all these people are flipping and buy, sell, trade, invest, all those things. And I just think, I'm not a flipper. I'm a collector. I used to be a dealer. Certainly, I've made money on cards that I've gotten a long time ago and have gone up in value. But no, I wouldn't self-identify as a flipper. Folks, I think I am, but I am a patient flipper. I think there's such a thing as flipping uh, fast and flipping slow. I think when most people are talking about being a flipper, they're talking about being a fast flipper, an immediate flipper, that you buy something and you sell it very quickly. That's not me, but that doesn't mean I'm not a flipper. I think anytime you buy a card or cards with intent to sell, that is, in fact, you're going to be flipping that card. And so the question is, are you going to flip it quickly or slowly. If I buy something that I don't want, but I think I can sell for more, I'm very patient. Now, I'll sell it faster if somebody comes up and pays the price, but I'm certainly okay with uh, being a, a slower uh, sale on that. At the show this weekend, you're going to see people go from one end of the show to the other, and they may buy something in one corner and, and sell it in another corner. And if you make 10%, that's better than what a lot of people's investments make over the course of a year, but you can make that in, in an hour, in a minute. And if you keep doing that, if you're able to keep making 10 or 20% and keep churning, you've got the chance over the course of a three-day show to do really well. So that's what most people think of as flipping. Now, when I explain to some of the guys that are not even collectors, I just remember flipping as a kid, people my age, like the game that's leaning against the wall and trying to knock them down and same deal on that. If you're impatient, if you're the first one, if you're quick, there's a big advantage in that game, which is somewhat skillful to go last or to go late or to observe how things are going. And that's the kind of flipper in terms of buying and selling that I am. I'm patient. I'm going to try to buy and sell right. That doesn't always go that way. I've gotten a fair amount of feedback on the dollar box stuff, which I'll be doing this weekend. Think of it this way. I'm participating in a break and I'm paying $50 to participate in this break. But the break is actually a monster box of dollar cards. Now, some are actually worth less than a dollar. You don't want those necessarily, but some of them are, are worth uh, uh, more. Some are pretty good deals and some are even better deals. What I get for my $50 buy-in is I get 50 cards out of the monster box, but it's not the 50 cards that are from my team necessarily or any other choice that somebody makes for me. It's what I get to choose. I have no idea what's in the box. I might look at it first and see if it's worth spending some time on it, but I'm, I'm almost never disappointed because 50 bucks, I didn't participate in a break where my team didn't come up or I didn't get anything really good. I'm getting exactly what I wanted. Sometimes I get more than 50, but it's my choice. So that's the way I enjoy breaking. It's breaking a collection down, not breaking uh, a pack. That's fun to watch. I'm not denying that, but I don't think that's really me. One of the problems that you might think of being a, a slow flipper, a patient flipper, is that that might be bad. I can assure you it's not bad in a bull market when prices are going up. The slower you go, the higher the price of the item that you bought intending to sell uh, a number of years ago, especially anything in the last 18 months. The recent grading slowdown has caused these uh, flippers, the faster flippers, to reconsider their strategies because you can't always buy something and you want to flip it. But if it's not graded, you've got to send it in and wait unless you're paying uh, extra upcharge to get it back quicker. And even then, you don't generally get it back as quick as what the guideline is. If it's raw, you've got to take that into account. If it's already graded, another flip strategy is to buy strong eights and try to not necessarily flip them into nines, but 
send them in on your own, try to get the nine, then you've got a ready-made profit. You've got to be patient. So that's not as fast, but if you have a good eye, then flipping an eight that coming back from grading is a nine, you've already made money in most cases right there. Another, when I'm looking at uh, this patient flipping, you say, yeah, well, what about the time value of money? The time value of money in today's environment is not as important when there's low interest rates. So what are you going to put the money in the bank? The interest rates are so low that a dollar today is a dollar one tomorrow. But more important on the time value of money is just the illiquid locking up of the card that you bought the card. And if you're too patient as I am, then that player's window could close. <laughs> you could be sitting there saying, oh, I bought that. It was a good deal at the time, but now the player's gotten injured or had and perhaps even a career-ending injury. That could be while you're holding the card or while you're waiting to get it back from grading, lots of things like that. Yes, I want to confess I'm a flipper. <laughs> Not to any great degree, but I do buy with intent to resell. And generally, that's more patient and slower. I don't think a lot of people are going to uh, imitate me because it's get rich slow, not get rich fast. When I look at who did really well in 2020 during COVID, it's people that were churning, that were they were flipping quickly because every month they were making 10% and they kept putting it together and grading as appropriate. But when there's grading challenges, even raw cards, there'll be some raw cards sold this weekend. You got to beware because if it's still raw, uh, especially with an older card, it could be trimmed or colored or something like that. Thanks sponsors, Tops, Penny, and Upper Deck. Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Comcy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Pretty much all of those entities are affected by flipping, people buying with intent to sell. I would say quicker is better, but like I said, the word I've used for this is patient. And for some cards, it's better to be patient. And some cards, if they're faddish or if they're on a roll right then, get it out there and get it for sale. Maybe even if it's not graded. Now, again, I wouldn't sell a raw card if you thought it was going to grade unless you're going to get full value of what it would be in the grade. If you're really an excellent grader and you have a reputation for that and your potential client, the person that's going to buy the card, you've built up trust, then they're going to say, okay, this is not graded yet, but this guy is a straight shooter. Don't think that this is going to grade out. Sometimes people have uh, contingencies. If it doesn't, I want my money back. Uh, I don't really do that. That's why I play in the dollar box because I, I got burned. Every show, I'm sure I buy something that I, I, I quickly put it in my pile and I forgot to look at the back. And next thing you know, I found out there was back damage. I'm not going to go demand my money back. You take your chances. You put your stack. You, you say, here's what I got, how much for them. And, and generally give me a little bit of discount, but not fun to, to evaluate when you get back. So anyway, the point is you need to evaluate your flipping style. For many people, their personality fits flipping fast. But for some of you, flipping patiently. In fact, I have a... 10-year horizon. If I think I'm going to make money on this card, I'm willing to wait. 10 years is is not just a figure of speech. I really think I'm going to have a lot of cards sold in the next 10 years. That gives me a, a guideline of how to do it. So I'm not going to price it so high that it can't flip, that it can't be sold, but I don't want to sell to another flipper. So I'm being patient enough. Whereas the fast flippers that are hitting the show today don't care. Anyway, just a, a short little episode. I was thinking about when I'm going to be at the show and looking forward to seeing some of you. We've got the Hobby Content Creators Dinner this evening. Looking forward to that. I'll tell you more about that after it happens. But thanks, listeners. Many of you may be at the show. I think that's great. Shows are opening up. So look forward to seeing you this weekend or talking to you on Monday. Thanks.